together. We made it through another year. What a long, strange trip it's been. But here we are, fresh in the month of February. Happy New Year. We finally made it back together again for the first time. This is your New Year's edition of Nerd Herders. Finally back. I apologize for my appearance. Slightly under the weather, in my pajamas, Captain America, and matching mask. Uh, but still, the get up out of bed and walk onto a flaming hot bed of cold burned gasoline bridges to bring our show to you. My name is Craig Lagans, and with me as always, my favorite married couple, my first time I've seen them all year, and here they are, the dragon of the dojo, Damien Dragon, and his lovely wife, Foxy, Foxy, Foxy. Oi, oi. Hi. And Dan Calachico. So, um, Damien, we've been sitting on this for a whole year. What do we have to talk about? What could we possibly have to talk about uh, in the year of our Lord 2022? Well, we got, uh, you know, some pretty heavy uh, roundtable discussion tidbits. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome and thank you for watching us. For those of you back for the new year, you know the drill here. We take the couple of tidbits from the nerd news of the month and we ship them out for a roundtable discussion and everything like that, saving our biggest one at the end. And our biggest one will be at the end, and we'll save that for later. Uh, before we kick it off, though, I'm going to pass it over to Dan Calachico because he's got uh, basically a product review of something that we had mentioned on the show. And we you mentioned know, this every month for like the past year of 2021. <laughs> so it's only fitting that it's the thing that starts out 2022. And so, Dan. Take it away with your product review. I don't know what you mean. Nothing ever happened. Uh, we also have to talk about the movie because you finally saw it. But ladies and gentlemen, there's a good part of the story and a bummer part of the story. And fortunately, none of the bummer came to Dan. Let's preface it by saying. Shockingly. They, they, yeah. The way the, the year could have ended and the way the year started and then it, it came to this and it was all fine. I'm like, OK, I'll take this victory. And I'll a just win for Dan. A win for Dan. For uh, you know, I'm getting the proton pack. I got this. I have a brand new dog that wants to bite my hand every five minutes, but only in playful ways now. Sleeps at my feet. Everything's good. Uh, everything at home is finally back to, I think, 100%. So, ha. But anyway, so I don't know if you know this, but a movie came out last year that we've been waiting two and a half years for, for uh, called Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, I thought it was Black Widow. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, no, no. I mean, I saw it. It was it was a good movie, but it was shit. We waited, um, two years, waited two years for that too, but I. Well, we waited like seven years for that, but that's a whole other podcast. Uh, copyright, Craig Lagans, two thousand eighteen. Um, the movie was in theaters for a month. Uh, actually, it's still in theaters. You can go see it. In fact, it's passing the last Ghostbusters movie from twenty sixteen in box office. And I think it's in like 300 theaters. So that's still doing well. It's number one on the UK charts. It's number one and two in the American streaming charts and home video sales. Which brings us to our uh, unboxing. Ghostbusters, the ultimate collection. 4K and Blu-ray and digital. All the movies were digital, including Answer the Call. It's in the shape of a, it's in the shape of a ghost trap. It's a friggin' ghost trap. Cool. It opens up. I should probably do it on camera. Hey, let me move over. Uh, it opens oh. up. It reveals the trilogy. It's beautiful. The trilogy. Two special feature discs. A reprint of a book. 
that came out in the 80s that I've never been able to find in the first place. But the kicker. It's filled with ectoplasm. Is the ghost. Now, truth be told, these are cool little slip cases that go over regular uh, 2-disc 4K Blu-rays. It's gorgeous set. And I have zero complaints. However, you don't have any complaints. A lot of people have complaints because apparently somewhere down the packing line, people said, fuck it, threw dice and threw stuff in the box and went there. There's a couple of things happening. The major one is there's a lot of people. In fact, I know somebody personally, uh, Chris Berenger, who runs uh, helps run on point wrestling and run, does stuff at the monster convention in Cherry Hill every year. And does a yearly a um, uh, Alzheimer's wrestling benefit show, which I contribute to. And if you have somebody who you know that's ever suffered, look us up once a year and please donate to that charity. The whole show is done for charity, period. But I know him personally, and his box doesn't light up. Uh-oh. And when he texted me and said, how do you get your box to light up? I said, I don't know. I just pulled the DVDs out. I was no help at all because I didn't know how to troubleshoot something that isn't broken. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming a battery's dead or they didn't do battery because the UK got a bunch of these. Nobody has the lights. The lights are in the bottom of the box, but it's not lighting up. Here's two other issues. One's major, one's minor. One minor issue is you saw as you opened mine, as you opened my box. Ah. They come, as I explained, the movies are in slip cases to make a match, but underneath, it's just a standard 4K release of the movie. Awesome poster art, by the way. Mm -hmm. Some of the releases didn't come with slip cases. <laughs> it's just, it's like, first of all, this is a lot of money. The fact it's not Steelbook kind of pisses me off, but whatever. The major issue is, is, when you open these boxes and you open up the slip cover, you see there are two discs. Green for Blu-ray, uh, Blu yellow for 4K, Ultra. Ghostbusters, some people, way too many people are getting a Ghostbusters Blu-ray Blu Blu and a second Ghostbusters 2 4K in the Ghostbusters case. They're not even... They're not even getting Ghostbusters in 4K. So after all of this, after all of the delays, after all of the changes to the release, and after all the waiting, and the movie finally comes out, and the video comes out, and some people don't even get to <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, again, as Damien pointed out, I lucked. I got the lucky side of this. You got lucky, yeah. I finally got on the lucky side, and I because when I took the pictures, I sent it to you. I opened it right away. I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I know." And I looked inside, and it didn't even occur to me to check the disc. So, like, it's like eleven thirty at night, and Jason, who I want to get on the show, Jason uh, from GhostbustersNews.com, great website. If you're even a basic Ghostbusters fan, go to that website. I just sent him. Uh, well, I have a second. I have a second story for you, Ghostbusters related. After this, ladies and gentlemen, which you're going to love because you're going to go run to the store and immediately grab this. Hang in there, uh, uh, Mister uh, and Mrs. Uh, 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 Foxy Vargas. 
dragon. Um, I was, gonna, I was supposed to say Foxy Dragon, Mr. and Mrs. Foxy Dragon, and I screwed it up. Listen, I'm excited. You'll understand why in a second, Damien. ADD. God damn it. The whole thing's gone. <laughs> Shit. What was I talking about? Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. What, what part? You're, you're excited about something. Somebody's store or something or website. Web, web, the guy web, from the website. Yeah, the oh, from the website. Oh, 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 okay. Yep. No, thank you. That's exactly what I needed. Thank you. See, Foxy knew exactly where to go with that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so it's off. like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Don't so throw them off again. Don't throw them off. <laughs> it's 11. Stay on the road, Dan. It's 11. It's a puppy. It's 1130 at night. Stay puff. No, it's 1130 at night. And Danny, um, uh, Jason texts me and goes, mine doesn't line up and I don't have a slip case. Do you have a slip case? I'm like, yeah, mine can complete. He goes, and then about 10 minutes later, I see he's posted a story on his website that shows that people aren't getting complete sets. And I'm like, shit, <laughs> I open it up. Thankfully, all good. I had a minor heart attack. We're all there. My voice cracked there. I'm looking forward to digging. I was waiting through the weekend. Here's the second part of the Ghostbuster stories. Ladies and gentlemen, Ecto Cooler is out there. Okay. Now, Dan did a little bit of research a couple of weeks ago and found a good recipe because you guys have done it on the original yeah, we did it. Yeah, yeah, iteration of, of uh, Nerd Herders. You guys made homemade Ecto Cooler. I found a recipe. Got out and got a bunch of stuff. Now, the problem I was having is uh, Badash is naked. That's the problem. Great. Thank you, Badash. Prove it. Anyway, um, the recipe calls for tangerine juice and orange drink uh, juice. Yes. Separately. I couldn't yes. find that. Hold on. It gets better. I couldn't find that. But what I did find, because you got to mix that with lemonade mix, orange drink, a yeah. fuck a fuck ton of sugar. Tang. Tang. Tang and green green dye. Let's preface this by saying I went a little heavy on the green dye and it's been green every time I go in the bathroom. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, don't worry, the problem's been eliminated. You'll love this, Damien. So I, I get yeah, I've heard of going green before, Dan, but that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Wrecked him, damn near greened him. Um so I mix it all together. Now, it didn't occur to me to just drink the orange tangerine to see what it tastes like before I mixed all this. So I mix it all together, make it. And I'm like, that could taste like Ecto Cooler. It's off a little bit, but it tastes like Ecto Cooler. The next day, the next day, I see somebody, just another Ghostbusters fan that says, hey, I found an Ecto Cooler clone out in the wild. It's orange tangerine from Juicy Juice. The same bottle that I had in my refrigerator after I just mixed 14 quarts of this shit. I take the bottle, I open it up, I take a drink, and I'm like, it's fucking Ecto Cooler. <laughs> Holy shit. You went through all that work and it just I went through all that work for nothing. It's still a little off, but when you drink it, and yes, I added two small drops of green dye this time to make it look exactly like Ecto Cooler. And every day now. Ecto Cooler is out in the wild. So if you are a Ghostbusters fan and the next time you go grocery shopping, you go into the group, the juice aisle, look up 
Look for, not look up. Look for juicy juice. My uh, my head, my uh, headphones were telling me the battery's going dead, so I got distracted there for a second. Uh, look in the juice aisle. Look for juicy juice orange tangerine. It's ecto cooler, folks. Huh. Uh, so I will end this segment by saying, Damien, you finally saw Afterlife. I would like to see, and everybody else would like to hear what you finally thought of it. I loved it. I absolutely love you. And I briefly spoke about it at uh, you know off air. And everything like that. I absolutely loved it. It was uh, beyond anything I had hoped for. The last, I, I was with the general, there's one of the twins. Uh, I was with the general consensus. The last 10 minutes, cried my eyes out. Cried my eyes out. The bathroom might be able to tell. Uh, yeah, completely cried my eyes out. It was, the Harold Ramis tribute was beautifully done. Absolutely beautiful. Didn't it look perfect? Didn't it look like oh, it incredible? Been, it looked I, incredible. It was like he was there. I, I that's what made it more emotional for me. Like that they, they, ate, they, they did such a great job with that. And then, of course, the two post credit scenes with the very end one and everything like that, with you know, opening the door with the possibility of you know, more. Um, what's her name that played? Um, Zool was Olivia. oh Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde was, was incredible so as Zool. Absolutely incredible. You know because who does the original lady that played Zool is a uh, more well, frightening looked, than Zool now. She, she looks like Gozer now. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know the actress's name, and I can never pronounce her name when I read it. But the actual Olivia didn't do the voice. Um, she's an actor on The Expanse. I, I can't, when I show you who it is and my phone charges, I can't look it up right now. Actually, um, when I say her name, you're going to go, oh, I know who that is because she's Probably in a not. bunch of, uh, you'll know who this is. Trust me. Uh, but when that voice started speaking, I was like, ooh. Yeah, but that was, it, was, it was so good. A lot of wonderful, amazing callbacks. Perfect tribute. Uh, and it had that feel. It had everything. And it's like, look, it's opened the doorway for more. Bill Murray did his part. Don't let Bill hold it up again if you decide to go further. Bill did his part. That's it. We can move on. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Um, I will say this, uh, just to confirm, people have been guessing is Ghostbusters 2 in canon when the fucking bookstore is right there in the movie. But just yeah. to further... Just to assure you, Ghostbusters 2 is absolutely canon. The toaster, the exact toaster that dances in Ghostbusters 2 is in the uh, Egon kitchen. And right next to the Ecto-1, even though you can't really see it, it is up there. The Ecto-1A license plate is in the shop. Just in case anybody thought um, it wasn't canon. What is this person's name? I forget. Please give me a second. Oh, did you like the J.K. Simmons bit in that? Okay, so yeah, remember I told you. The funny thing is I saw the end credits and I was like, J.K. Simmons, when was he in this? And then, then I, I looked back and then I saw, I was like, oh, that was oh, him. Oh, yeah. Together yeah, we like, can rule this. Never watched the credits and she's next to me. What was J.K. Simmons in the movie? Like, I, didn't... <laughs> I can't find her name. Damn it. That's all right. Uh, when I when I see it off air, you're gonna yeah. go. You know, I've seen her in something. No, but I absolutely, absolutely loved it. Beautiful, perfect movie. It was awesome. 
Yeah, no, we're going to get another one. Uh, yeah, but it's Ghostbusters 84 canon. In a badass, you're an idiot. Um, yeah, slightly canon. That's wrong with you. Ghostbusters 2016 isn't canon, but anybody who's a fan of Ghostbusters Answer the Call knew that because it's in another universe. Duh. Uh, I want to not shout out his name uh, because fuck this guy. <laughs> but he is a member, he is endorsed by Ghost Corps, so I expect better behavior from someone who is a franchisee of Ghostbusters in the Midwest, you prick. Um, who told people who liked Answer the Call to move on, and then when he was called on the carpet from being a hypocrite, uh, decided that nobody in the fandom will miss me. Uh, nobody knows who I am in the first place, dude. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I just, you thought I was going the other way with it. Nice. Uh, you're, you're a hypocrite, and everybody's on to you, and you're not going to take away our joy. We all love that movie, uh, and we love this movie, and we love the originals, and you're not wanted. So take a seat and let us have a little fun because that movie was a lot of fun. And if I don't get more McKenna Grace in a sequel, doing more Egon shit. Yeah, she was fantastic. She was, when, she was, she was so good. The one, the one joke I'm going to spoil here for those who haven't seen it because I get a kick out of this every time. And it, it only gets a laugh from the hardcore fans when Egon is there helping her fix the proton pack and she's pulling out the um, cyclotron and she asks, how did you make a cyclotron this sh small? And the light just flashes onto all the degrees and shit hanging on the wall and back down. And he goes, oh, I get it. You're a genius. I got that was spot on. And for those who are doubting the, uh, the validity of this, during the script writing, during the making of the Ghost Egon, during the entire process of editing, the Ramis family were the first people to give it a good okay. Yeah. From writing to finished product, they were the ones given. And the people who created the, the, the Ghost Egon actually did more work than you realize. The short version of it is, is they actually created a CGI Egon that they could insert into the original Ghostbusters to the point where you couldn't tell it was CGI. Yeah. Once that got approved, they took that CGI creation of Egon and aged him a little bit every day or every week until he was yeah. the same age as the guys or he would have been the same age as he would have been in 2020 and stuck right. him into the scene. The actor, Bob Gunton, everybody will know that name. And if they don't know that name, again, he's the warden from Shawshank Redemption. He was the stand in for Egon unselfishly did that role which was as damien said one of the most emotional things i've ever experienced yeah, absolutely absolutely one of my biggest joys to get serious for a second here my dad raised me on these movies from saturday night live fan it was as simple as that to him but he started an obsession that has never ended but my biggest joy will be taking my dad to see that and hearing him crying harder than i was when he grabs that proton pack, he lost his breath. My grandfather, his dad died in 97. He was 75. And, you know, we're real close as Italians. And that's what he thought about. And that meant a lot. And that's all we talked about for another day and a half when I was up there. It was family and looking at pictures. And it was all because of Ghostbusters Afterlife. And that yeah. 
was worth all of this from 2016 on. I love this franchise, and I'm going to get into you box all weekend. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I went serious, and I wanted to. Okay. All right, now I'm, not, I'm done talking. Take back over, my friends. All right, so now we're going to get into our roundtable discussion. Now, again, I'll toss out some news tidbits from the month and everything. Some we'll discuss a little short. Some we will be discussing at length. And trust me, there are some uh, more heavier than usual ones that we've had tonight. Nothing like that. So kicking it off with something something fun and something nostalgic because, hey, we're talking Ghostbusters and like that. So let's go with some nostalgia. Uh, a new Beavis and Butthead movie is being developed for the Paramount Plus streaming service and creator Mike Judge shared a first look at the designs uh, for his older takes of the of the duo, which, you know, you can go online uh, on uh, Geek Tyrant. You can check them out now. Uh, Judge posted concept designs for older takes on Beavis and Butthead, which obviously suggests the pair will be aged up considerably for this feature. Whether the series will follow suit or continue their teenage mix adventures remains to be seen. The recent Comedy Central deal is said to include more spinoffs and specials along with a new animated series called Jody, which will focus on a supporting character from MTV's Daria. Yeah, I know it is. Uh, itself a spinoff from Beavis and Butthead. Judge is, himself is set to return as writer and producer and will also, once again, voice the characters. Can I go first? Go ahead. Okay. I'm very worried about this. And not for the reasons you think I'm worried about this. I don't know if we're going to agree, but I'm worried about this show. And here's why. When did that 2012, 2011, the, re, the reboot happen? Yeah, that's 2010. Yeah, 2010. Okay, Dang, I could it, it, that year all melts together because it was the moving down here for the first time uh, um, year. So everything's like, eh. but I remember watching it with Kelly. And there's a, I'll tell you the moment this happened because I referenced it a lot. And I, I think Foxy knows where I'm going with this. It's while they're watching 16 and Pregnant or Mind Team Mom, whatever show it is. I don't know. And the little the girl is talking to the boyfriend about getting a job and he talks like a moron because he is a he's a kid. He's a moron. Well, we're all morons that when we're especially men, we're definitely morons at 16. Boy, we're mostly morons at 16. But he's just talking about and they're just arguing about him getting a job and beavis just says the greatest line that i've ever heard you know i think he once he gets a job everything will be smooth sailing <laughs> not only did i laugh to the point of passing out damn near but it occurred to kelly and me at that point that at that very moment this show is never going to last why because they're smarter than the content they're making fun of Yep. Yep. Beavis and Butthead, two of the dumbest motherfuckers <laughs> that have ever, and I, and you know how I mean that. Mike Judge wrote these characters as idiots on purpose. But to point out the idiocy of society. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. But now they're, they're, society evolved slower than these characters. Yeah. So, I'm worried that ain't going to work. I'm sure Mike Judge will figure it out this time. Not that he, Mike Judge was not the problem with the, the 2010 reboot. 
it was the content they were making fun of. Where it's like, and MTV was like, gonna fall right into that cancel culture thing. Oh, we can't do that. We gotta turn this off. <laughs> uh, that re- and if you've not seen the 2010 views of my head, I the it's hard to be explained because it's like, well, that show was delinquency and crap. I'm like, but it wasn't. It was riffing. It was actually really smart. And you just don't know that because your dad didn't let you watch it. Dad, no, um, I stuck at it anyway at my mom's house because she didn't give a shit. Um, that is the whole point of Beavis and Butthead. It's like Mystery Science Theater, very tongue-in-cheek when they're riffing, making fun of you. <laughs> and then they're continuing that, and now I think they're aging. I think you mentioned that they're going to be aging uh, up yeah. to the year. That... I, I, I'm, I'm going to love it. I can't wait to see this, but I can see a lot of society yeah, you know, again, and the cancellers freaking out. It's, it's, in, it's in our feed. Uh, you can find it in our feed, but also, it's all, like I said, it's on Geek Tyrant. You can see the sketches and design. Yeah, Beavis is older. He's got glasses and everything like that. You know, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Um, well, I just pulled up the synopsis for the show, Jody. Uh, for those of you who watched Daria or maybe caught pieces of here and there the character jody she was the only uh female of color character in the entire show um oh so my God. this show is yeah. a spinoff of mtv's daria centering on jody landon uh depicting jody as a gen z post-college graduate entering her first job at a tech company so that can fall in the line of either still nostalgia because the characters were in high school back mm. when this aired in the late 90s or it could just be okay there's a gap of time here and she's still just post-college whatever um my i love daria i love beavis and butthead you know i'm a i'm a year past that generation but i'm technically a part of that generation I'm just a little tired of banking on the nostalgia part of it. Granted, this is Paramount Plus, which is basically like what MTV used to be. It's a channel that all the Gen X and Gen Zers watch. I Mm. get it. But again, banking on the nostalgia to create the content is like, why? I know some of the new stuff that's come out has sucked, but... I get it. I see your Ghostbusters. I get. I get. I got it. But there's a difference between wrapping up the trilogy with yeah. Afterlife than just going. We need a smart cartoon to talk about topics from today that this generation will laugh about. Watch Cricket Creek. It, it's it's out of, maybe I'm not wording it right. I don't think I'm wording it. No, right. I no no no. I, I get what you're saying. Um. I think my only argument I have against this is I don't think Beavis and Butthead should have been canceled in the first place. And that's why I want more. But that's the only argument I got. And it's a weak one. (laughs) The Beavis and Butthead thing almost seems very hypocritical if you think about it. Because when that shit came out, everybody was so afraid that the teens watching it were going to, you know, play frog baseball. Or they were going to light firecrackers in their assholes. We didn't. Jackass did. But this generation's eating fucking Tide Pods. And you want to put Beavis and Butthead back? Someone's raising their hand for it. No, I'm, I was joking about the firecracker. But, I was but, the son of a fire marshal. I would have died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but just generally, it, it just is very hypocritical to the fact that this, these were, with the exception of Daria, 
this was a show that was trying to get canceled by parents because it's such a bad influence and yet we're going to be putting that back on the air because it's smart and it's smarter than society now not not saying the kids because some of these kids are really smart i'm just saying smarter as a society right generally yeah the same thing i was saying yeah it's like yeah i uh... we live in a world right now we live in a year of 2022 where beavis and butthead are going to be considered cartoon role models heroes i, I think <laughs> I, I, I i i think i will say this mike judge it Mike Judge's um, writing track record, I think, is intact enough where I, I will give this a chance. Gonna have to. If it was, if to. my if Mike Judge wasn't involved, I would be. I. Oh yeah, uh, if, if Mike Judge wasn't involved, I probably. Would be, I yeah, would yeah, be yeah. completely against this. I would be. Nah, nah, I'm not watching it. But Mike Judge, I just kicked something metal. Oh my god! Sorry. In the same right, I you know what? I can't really be surprised that they're doing this because 90s is it right now. <sighs> Remember what we were talking about during Manic Mixtape? Yeah, 90s, right now, 90s is... The 90s right now is like the shit. All 90s the, was all the, the last influential yeah, between generation. All the fashion that's coming out right now for spring in like local targets, all the graphic tees that you see at like any local department store, whether it be Target or Old Navy, it's literally 90s nostalgia. There's Graphic tees of TLC, Aaliyah, fucking Selena, like all the colors, Biggie, everything. Like the color, everything is one giant throwback to the nineties. Mm. I love it. I absolutely love it. But, but it's like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> I kind of feel cool again though. Like now, I feel cool. Because I've been there, done that, so I could like up everybody. Even though while we lived it in the nineties, we weren't cool because supposedly we looked horrible. Exactly. So now it's like I kind of feel cool. I'm in fashion and everything. <laughs> yeah. High schoolers are gonna be looking at me like, "Damn, that's your mom." They do that already. There were. I was gonna say they're doing <laughs> it now. Up. What are you? We got damn, yelled at. We damn, she got yelled at, mom. not in a bad way. Because when the kids uh, at Jason's school have oh, yeah. fire drill, they come this way because they're only a block away. So they all come up this way. So like the girl classmates, whatever, seeing her for the first time without the mask on, they're like, Jason, that's your mom. And they're like, they're yelling at her. We love your hair. And all like, the high schoolers, it's funny. All the, the boys are going. Well, with the high school, I have to double park for a set to come out. And there are a couple times where this really good song that pops up on Spotify. So I, I crank it, but no one could hear it with the doors closed. The minute he opens the door and like Paramore is blasting out through the windows, all the kids are like, that's a parent. It's like, <laughs> it's so great. Is that your sister? It's so fucking great. I'm like, you should lower that just a bit. <laughs> What's your take on it, Craig? Well, is it going to be uh, another Beavis and Butthead movie, or are they bringing back the series? Because those are two completely different things. Uh, from the sounds of it, it's sounding like it's actually... Uh, it says movie, yeah. It's bringing back a new Beavis and Butthead movie. Okay, well, you know, the movie didn't have... They didn't play any clips at all. It was just them straight up moving. Now that they could do again. I'd love to see another Beavis and Butthead movie. Oh, movie was terrible. I remember the movie. Was and it, was, it was great enough with they with the few celebrity cameos that they had. Imagine what they can do now. Oh yeah. 
the, the celebrity voices they can they could bring in along with the regular the, the people that that were already on the show you know beforehand so if it's a movie yeah i'm i'm all for it i don't think the series is gonna would work now as mm. much as i would love it because a there's no videos and b what Dan said, they are they're they're smarter now than whatever content's on MD on MD on. Yeah, MD. Beavis and Butthead watching YouTube. That would it, that would have to. I would that would have to be yeah, they, 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 they would have to remodel it to them like watching YouTube or like TikTok. Yeah, but then it would be kind of like a Tosh point Right, exactly. But yeah. Beavis and Butthead will do it better. Yeah, they will. But if it's a movie, then yes, I'm I'm all for it, and yeah, I will definitely watch that because they they needed another movie since. When did do Beavis and Butthead do America come out? What, 15 years ago? Like 15? 94, 15. It was like 94. Not 94. Nine, okay. No, no, 90. It was, it was 90, 90 99. Or 90, yeah, you know, okay. It wasn't that it was late. Uh, yeah, no, Dan's got to go look it up. It was about 96 because if I'm right, I was a I want to say, I want to say, I think it's probably more like 96. Hold on. Yeah, because I was a sophomore, and I was surprised I was able to get in to see the movie. Yeah, because I just moved in with... Um... Oh, Foxy. What? Why do I even argue with you? It's 96. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. All right. So it's not 99. How old were you? <laughs> anyway, I was ready. I love that game so much. I was 13. <laughs> I was already two years in the business. See that movie. <laughs> that, that movie hits different now because at thirteen, I just liked old uh, Butthead's Dago. You want to see something really cool and him farting in the uh, and, and the, the fireplace exploding? I will still quote that to this day in the house. It'll make Kelly yell or, or it'll make Kelly laugh. Where I'll just go fire, and it's just to this day, it's twenty five years later. But no, now. That's a great movie. That that yeah, movie ages exactly. extremely well, actually. I was thirty. All right. Well, moving on to the next bit. Now, this was going to be a little bit lengthy, but this is a this was a huge, huge thing that came out uh, via our our forefathers, whatever you want to call from, directly from G Four. And I tossed it out there. I know Dan had seen it. I know you'd spoken about it and I wanted to bring this up because I definitely Dan wanted to... more than saw it. Yeah, and everything like that. Dan so comment war. Yeah, so uh, this is going to get heavy and I definitely, this is going to be a big one, folks. As I mentioned, tonight's round table, there's going to be some big topics. This is a huge one coming out of G4. The reason that we do what we do and how we started what we do. Okay, G4 hosts Indiana Black, better known to all of us as Frosk. On the current G4. Awesome, and I will fist fight a motherfucker who says otherwise. Sorry. uh, Claims viewers are unconsciously biased against her because she is not as bangable as the previous hosts. Uh, Black voiced her thoughts on a recent episode of X-Play during a segment titled The Airing of Gaming Grievances, in which the show's hosts were given an opportunity to do just that. Though she opened the segment airing her grievance against rock stars seemingly... Uh, ambivalent to introducing uh, ambivalence to introducing new quality content to Red Dead Redemption, Frost soon revealed to viewers that she actually wanted to talk about something so much more important: sexism and gaming. From Frost herself, then uh, this was this was live. Uh, in joining G Four, I was ecstatic to be a part of something I grew up watching as a child. Black began her rant, but every time G Four is brought up in various chat, brought up in various channels. Even in this YouTube channel, 
we have to chat and we have the chat in front of us. I can see you. Without a doubt, there will be backlash because I'm a, I am not as bangable as the previous hosts. She added, it has somehow been expected that you can talk about how much you jerked off to a woman as a compliment. It's not a compliment. It's dehumanizing and it's weird. Women do not exist to be nice on the eyes for you. Morgan Webb, Olivia Munn did not ex exist to be nice on the eyes for you. It appears the catalyst for Black's tirade may have been uh, from criticisms and disagreements uh, she received in response to her reviews, uh, which of course then escalated to that nature. If you have not seen this, you have you must see it. I can play Absolutely it. Must. It was incredible. I can play uh, the. I can. I can. I can, I can her and everything. So with that being said, go. I can play the audio if you want. If then we can comment. No, no. On it. Watch it for yourselves. It's huge. It's it's emotional. It's raw. Let me come. Can I? May I go first, Craig? Yeah. Foxy and I talk about this kind of thing often because, listen, as a young boy, I won't even call me a young man because I was not a man until my mid twenties. Um, most guys don't know how to talk to a woman. By the way, this is not in defense of these fucking pricks. Um, take this ride with me. If you can't evolve past oogling 24-7, just stay home and keep to yourself. That's the, I was going to go on a rant, but I'll just simplify it there. Um, this is how we know it's about to get serious for her. She let us say, this is going to get serious. I Foxy gets it. I see fought people in her comments all the time talking down to her, and I'm like, fucking fuck oh, talking to Seeing the comments is nothing. You should see what she's gotten privately over this the years. This is dwindling it down over the years. Oh, no, I, I I can't wait for your book to come out, and you better plug the shit out of that when you're doing this. Um, I will use another example other than fraud. And first of all, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I think Frost is attractive. Now, that's got nothing to do with it. That's her point. But she's very intelligent. She's very fucking good at what she does. That's attractive to people. That's what, that's makes, attractive. It, that's what makes it. Yeah. That's what's attractive to me. I don't care what she looks like. I don't give a fuck if she had one arm and one eye in the middle of her head. That doesn't fucking matter. She's fucking great at what she does. That is what she's there for. She's not there for... To be to be told, like she said, how many times somebody jerked off about her. And I will compare this to another reviewer that I watch all the time who is actually in the business. She now works for Sony Game Development. She worked at IGN. She worked at Funhouse, Inside Gaming. Uh, she's worked for many other and written many other reviews and has done videos for over 10 years. Alana Pierce. I don't know if anybody here knows who Alana Pierce is. Past the way she looks, which is gorgeous. She is excellent at what she does. And to quote one of her colleagues who used to be on Funhouse as well, Lawrence Sontag, when somebody was trolling her on a live stream, Lawrence in his drunken stupor, but very seriously and straight, looked at the chat, looked at everybody and said, Alana Pierce is 10 times the game, 10 times the gamer than 90% of you. And there's no debate. That's it. It doesn't matter that she's a woman. It doesn't matter if she's gay, straight, girl, boy, 
She is damn good at what she does. And to this day, she will get called ugly. Not true. Uh, can I come into your belly button? Like the most, like. Well, is she an innie or an outie? Because that would make no sense if they didn't know. I don't, she's an uh, innie. Is she an innie? Um, <laughs> very good, Leave by the me, way. right? Yeah, no, very good, by the way. No, 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 you could. But my point is that she gets all the spectrum because she's disrespected because she has she's a woman. Nobody can deny that sexism isn't a thing. I just want to get that's not what it is. Yes, it is. Number one, because I've seen the same people, her counterparts that are male say something e easily disagreeable. And they're like, well, James is cool. Oh, fuck you. You have tits, you piece of shit. You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. No, no, that's not the case. And I dare you to say this to their faces. None of you will say this to any of their faces. That's the point. But Alana is damn good at her job. Frost is damn good at her job. Olivia Munn was damn good at her job. Morgan Webb was damn good at her job. It's got past that. When you're older, of course, that's all that matters. This, this, it's so old. And the reason why I reacted so strongly to it is because I saw Kelly react to it. Kelly is Kelly is in the professional world. She has been doing what she has been doing for 20 years. 22 years, excuse me. I hear horror stories of how her and her manager is treated. She's like second in line. From men who know better, who don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Just don't. Now, nobody's ever come up to her and said that kind of shit because I'd be driving into D.C. Uh, sucker punching all of them. Uh, but that's not the point. It's a real thing. And I grow up, folks. These people and to, just to attach to what Frost, Frost said at the end of it. By the way, G4 is awesome. Remember how much I doubted it going mm. into it? I'm fucking having such a great time watching this shit. I'm so happy it's back. It's a great distraction. Um. What Frost said at the end, we're doing this to give you free content. It's a gift. G4 was dead and it's back. Fucking behave yourself. That's it. I'm done. Go for it. There are so many different layers to this conversation. Uh, she's not wrong. First of all, first and foremost, she is not wrong. But G4 itself is to blame for it in the very beginning because G4 really started hitting its peak during that time where nerd culture, <clears throat> nerd culture hit a big boom. And they wanted to showcase beautiful women who shared those same interests. They didn't just hire random beautiful women. Sarah Underwood is a legit pop culture nerd, you know, Olivia Munn, um, Victoria, the Victoria something, I forgot what her name was, but I love Sarah. Slip. Yeah, they were all legitimate, you know, nerds, geeks, whatever you want to call them. They just happened to be aesthetically pleasing, but it was something that they wanted to showcase to show it, it, it's all kinds. They did it in a unification type of way that unfortunately set some kind of precedent because that's also, as everything was taken off, you had the uh, the booth babes at, co at cons. You had more, you know, scantily clad 
cosplayers solely just for celeb status and not for the joy of cosplay things that people have been doing for years just to get noticed yes so again like i said there's there's layers upon layers upon layers for all of this um and and it's just a huge it's it's a catch-22 stigma because i fall into this weird ass category where when I was growing up, you know, I liked the video games. I liked the comic books. I liked the heavy metal, but I'm a girl. I really shouldn't be liking those things. And then because I was a girl that liked those things, it made me fall into the, I'm not like most girls, which is one of those labels that has such a bad rap because females have made it become a bad rap. To the point where it affected you to stop. Yes. Fast forward, you know, I kind of hit all of those things because the ugly duckling thing kind of fell away and it was like, oh God, I'm kind of cute. Now what? There was a huge point in time after wrestling until we started Nerd Herders again. You guys didn't know me during this point, but from the time I left wrestling to the time we started the first incarnation of Nerd Herders, I didn't show my face online for shit because I wanted to do all these other things and I didn't want oh well she she's a girl oh she's pretty to be associated with that because it automatically discredited everything when we were writing and working on Vermilion I tried to keep my face out of it as much as possible because oh the girl writing a horror movie and this is you know pre-Sosa sisters thing but it's also the unfortunate thing of, again, unification. You have to show your face. You have to show that you like these things and you're good looking or not good looking, just female, whether you're, you know, <clears throat> whether it's a cisgender female, transgender female, you have to show it for, again, unification purposes. You know, watching G4 with these original women on the show, it resonated with me. It's like they're good looking and, they're so into games and they're so into comics. And then again, like I said, it, there's always the good and then there's the bad. And the unfortunate part is, is where it started with that big boom into the geek world to where it is now, it opened up the floodgates of massive criticism when it comes to looks. And, and again, like he said, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, but in the same right, it's like, what does that really have to do with anything? Your credibility on a topic. What does yeah. it have to do with anything, especially from when it comes from a woman? A, you know, Damien can sit here and give you the nerd news all he wants. If I read the same fucking thing off of his phone, word for word, it wouldn't change a goddamn thing. But to the people watching or listening, it would literally change everything because they would question, you know, question what I'm reading. What are my sources? How would you know? Do you even like this? Da, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's like, what 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 is like what does it have to do with absolutely fucking anything? And it's just But but at the same time, you don't have to sexually harass the booth girls. <laughs> you don't go to a strip club and then try to rape a, a stripper because they're naked. Like, yeah, there has to be some responsibility in the sex work. 
on the other side of it. You, yeah. you still can't do those things. I'm not disagreeing with Foxy at all. I don't want anybody to think I'm like, well, Foxy, you're a woman, you're a fucking idiot. I'm not that. I'm not Don Imus. Um, <laughs> that was for Craig because Steve was doing his Don Imus the other day. Don Imus was killing me. But <laughs> at the same time, it's it's like dating. You you I've never. Well, it's not true. I've seen a jerk keep a girl being a jerk and abusing her. That's a whole other pocket. You don't walk up to a woman in a bar and go, hey, hot pants, let's fuck. No, no, never worked. You got to guess that they're younger than they are, and then you marry them. <laughs> How about you, Craig? Did you happen to see that that whole footage and everything? Uh, this is the first I'm hearing about it. Um, I didn't uh, hear about that I know about the the long term, uh, I won't say problems, but the long term issue of uh, the female host on G four, um, yeah, the, the speculation of them just being hired for their looks and them being fed lines to make it look like they know what the hell they're talking about, um, when in fact it's not true that all the hosts hostesses that we mentioned all know their shit and know what the hell they're talking about and can speak intelligently about a variety of topics that are mostly attributed to men and because we are men and we're very small-minded and with very small penises and i'm talking about the people that criticize the women on the show or any man that criticizes a woman um that dominates a male dominated field i'm sure every every woman on the espn is going through the exact same thing that um she is going through on g4 right now because yeah, and she actually mentioned she mentioned one of those from espn as well like yeah. one of them that goes through breakdowns and that had her breakdown on twitter she did mention that yeah uh and it and it's the sad part is it's never going to go away that um for every uh intelligent, um, knowledgeable woman who is the top of her field in a male-dominated area, specifically on television when it comes to uh, sports or gaming or basketball, Dan. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't even, don't even get me started. Uh, I, I want to put a PS to this when you're done, by the way. Yeah, and uh, and um, but so no, I didn't hear it. I didn't see it. Um, I'm hearing like this for the first time. But I'm I'm act, I'm retorting like this because I'm hardly I'm not even surprised. Um, I am surprised that it's now more of an issue, uh, than it was in the in the '60s or in the '70s. Yeah, like misogyny has just increased. Yeah, and it's it's a. Sounding. Like it's not just me, right? The, it it no, definitely no. has an uptick. It, it, well, it, it, up. it, it, it definitely comes down to social media, though. That's the thing. You know, everything, everyone is so reachable now. Like, celebrities are so approachable in a social media sense. Well, you know? it, 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 even just as far as regular society goes, like, it's also more so a matter of, you know, a, women, again, whether, whether it's cisgender or transgender or whatever, it's just we're finally all stating our boundaries and going, no, fuck that. You can't do that. Or you can't say that to me. Like, we're not just smiling and yeah, thanks a lot. Like we're supposed to, because it's the easiest way to just get out of an uncomfortable situation. And that setting those boundaries is pissing off a lot of people, apparently. 
Like, it, it's amazing. A little PS to the story to reference what Craig Legans was uh, referencing about the basketball. <laughs> about this basketball. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, wait a second. When did that happen? It's um, getting hot in here and we're having this conversation about like basically tits and ass and how we shouldn't be paying attention. I have to take my shirt off. Like, I'm very counterproductive. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called taking your shirt off because you're you were hot. <laughs> that was it. Uh, a little PS to the story to reference what Craig was saying. Um, uh, this past off season, this the Philadelphia 76ers basketball, professional basketball team, um, Mark Zumoff, the play-by-play guy for what 40 years, Craig. Yeah. Um, and he was one of the greats, and he'll go down as one of the greats in play-by-play, retired. Uh, and the Sixers hired Kate Scott in the offseason. And, and I believe the first major basketball team yeah. female yeah. play-by-play woman. All right. Yeah. She's fine, she's great. She is a professional that was hired because she has talent. Go figure. I know I'm shocked too, Damien and Foxy. It's shocking that a professional would get hired to do a job. I'm crazy. But she's great. And all I see is big, fat, beefy dudes, mostly on Twitter, saying how much they can't stand her and she's annoying. She sucks. What are you watching, bro? It's just, she's just calling the game and she's doing it well. There's nothing wrong with Kate Scott. It's definitely you, as I worded it and tagged her in it. It's definitely a you problem, not a Kate Scott problem. And I think also part of it is, and and this is not, this part is not a sexist thing. It's just, they're treating her more shitty about it because she is a woman. Is the same that happened with the Phillies. The Phillies employed Harry Callis, for 45 goddamn years. Harry Callis is a guy who had the, one of the most unique voices in baseball history. He did. He was hired by NFL Films to do all the Super Bowl and all the playoff videos for like 30 years on ESPN and on their home videos. The guy dies in the booth, literally. And they hire, they have to hire a play-by-play guy. They hired Todd McCarthy, who's still doing the games. To okay. this day, it's been 20, it's been six, 15 years, Craig? Yeah. He's been doing it for 15 years. People still say he sucks. He doesn't suck. He's following a legend. That's it. Yeah. The same thing with Kate Scott. Kate, there is nothing wrong with Kate Scott. Kate Scott is a professional play-by-play commentator who does a fantastic fucking job. She's following a local legend, Mark Zumoff. But she's also getting it tenfold more than I've seen, as 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 uh, Foxy said, the misogyny seems to ramp up because she's a woman. Kate Scott's great at her job. Stop harassing that girl and focus on yourself like losing weight. Yes, I said it. Some of you are fatter than I am. Fuck Christ, shit. All right. Anybody else on any uh, clo- any closing comments on this amazing thing that literally happened? That yeah, was ask, ask for consent before you comment or boobs, dude. That who am I talking about? Everyone. The answer: yes. That's it. Fuck you. You get. Uh, look at nope. my pussy. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Foxy just ruined it again. 
I was about to ask her, do you agree with me? She's like, look at my pussy. <laughs> I do, uh, I do want to see uh, see Dan and I joking around the way we do it so they assume they can talk to me the same way. Yeah, that's not how it works. Bad Ash is somebody who started watching the stream and she found confidence. Uh, uh, she uh, That's not the word I'm trying to say. She found confidence in talking to me about things she was going through and she trusts me and she hardcore fucks around me all the time. Line crossers to anybody else. But that's how close she feels to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, she's crazy. I want her to get away. I'm kidding, badass. But people will try to start with her and, and she'll be like, who the fuck are you talking to? I'm talking mm-hmm. to the I'm talking to the host of this channel, son. I don't know who you are. Shut up. Um, uh, badass also said to Foxy, um, I love you. You are my voice right now about the harassment and things people are going through. And I love you. Damien, don't hit her, please. Can you fix this lighting thing? What's I? What, what am I fixing? Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. Leave it right there, honey. No, don't, touch, don't touch it. No, no. Right now. She don't told me not it. to touch it before. Now I'm touching it. I, I, I don't care. Can you just, you know, leave it alone. Just leave it alone. It's fine. It's fine. Forget it. Forget it. It's fine. Got, guys, I've seen Bad Ash interact on Twitter where she's, I, I don't need to out her here, where she's like, can you please respond to these assholes? She's a big hockey fan. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, she's not all the time, but she'll tweet about something. And you'll see five or six dudes go in there. You'll see five or six go dudes go into replies like, shut up, go in the kitchen, make me a sandwich. Just the, the, the normal one-liners, the five, same five one-liners. Then I have to go in there and go, hey, small dick. When you, <laughs> and then they immediately disappear because I happen to have a high follower number and they'll fuck off. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. You have some respect. All right. Well, moving on. Let's bring it back up for a little bit here. All right. Uh, I guess we're not counting the one, maybe two really bad ones we got or whatever. But A Christmas Story is getting an official sequel with the original star returning. Um, This long-awaited sequel is set set to be titled A Christmas Story Christmas. And it will pick up 30 years after the events of the original movie. Uh, Ralphie still has fond memories of the magical Christmases he experienced as a child. So he decides to take his own children back to his old family house for the holidays. Uh, the film is set in the 1970s. It will follow the same real life tone from the original. Ralphie's old man uh, has passed away in, to- uh, in the time since the first Christmas story. And now... And the now grown-up Ralphie will need to reconcile that, reconcile with that loss as he heads back home. That sounds way too heavy for a Christmas story already. It really does. Like it was like once I got to that part when I read that about it, I was way like, way too heavy. It's like that sounds like depressing. Hold <laughs> on, depressing. Let me defend it right away before we before we see it. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I rest my case. Yeah, yeah, but I can't see where you're making that comparison. I'm not. No. Yeah. I, I hate. Uh, listen, I'm the minority. I hate that movie, so I could care less about the sequel. Hey, um, hey, hey, I, hey. Hey, I'm not saying you guys are wrong and, and the movie actually sucks. I say I don't like the movie, but I understand it's 
we have this conversation all the time with Manic Mixtape where I say, I don't like Nirvana. I like a couple songs. However, I completely understand what they meant to music, how they changed music in the 90s and their legendary status. It's not for me. I completely acknowledge the Christmas story is a goddamn classic. Uh, I understand why it's played 24-7 on TNT every year at Christmas. It's just not my thing. Dan, Fair enough. I feel the exact same way about The Undertaker. Okay. Yeah, see? Yeah. People <laughs> love The Undertaker. Craig's not buying WWE 2K22 because of the downloadable content for The Undertaker. I got news for you. And can we please talk about that later? And for God's sakes, can we please no. talk about the Batman before Badash kills me? Before the end of the night, I mean. Anyway. All right. Well, moving on, jumping ahead on things a little bit here. Well, in relation to Batman, before I get to our final big thing tonight, um, Rocksteady's Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, uh, reportedly has quietly been pushed back now to 2023. Uh, it's been close to a decade since Rocksteady Studios' last DC game, which was Batman, um, Arkham, was, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, Arkham Knight. Uh, was released. That's now, 10 studio- years ago? Yeah. 10 years, man! 10! Fucking Christ. Now the studio is gearing up for another foray into the DC Universe via the Suicide Squad kill the, DC uni- uh, kill the Justice League. Uh, according to Bloomberg, Warner Brothers has quietly delayed the game to 2023. No reason for the delay was given, and it's important to note that neither Warner Brothers nor Rocksteady um, has released an official statement about it yet. Uh, this reported delay will likely raise questions about the state of Kill, Kill the Justice League, and while the reasons behind it possibly getting pushed back are unknown, fans should keep in mind one thing about it. Assuming the delay is indeed happening and it's due to quality control or polishing, the game could end up benefiting from it. Which we've mentioned multiple times. We're like, hey, push your game back, make it better. 2K22 is kind of looking like that right now. So oh my so fun. Oh my like. Again, it depends on the actual gameplay when you get it in your hand. It already but- looks like shit. I don't care what the gameplay is. If it looks like shit, sorry. But nevertheless, yeah. Um, so supposedly it was quietly put, but again, you know, people are quick to judge. Oh, this, that, that. Maybe they're 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 looking to polish it. They're looking to fix it because that was the big problem. Also, we had mentioned a lot on this show and personally during quarantine was the amount, the sheer amount of rushed out games that were broken, that were horrible, that needed patches. That needed patches. patches, patches. Cyberpunk was the first big known one that, like, really, you know, long awaited, long anticipated, came out. And it was like a complete disaster that's finally pulling itself out of its hole now. How long? Much later. That's uh, That was that one. It was Again, it was multiple games that oh, yeah. fell into that line. Uh, 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 Assassin's Creed Valhalla was another one. Yeah. I highly anticipated came out and it was broken because it was unpolished. Like, And they're still releasing patches. They just released one today for Valhalla. They just released another Valhalla patch today that I just had to put in and everything. So, again, maybe it's for a good reason. So, who knows? Right. Yeah, no, no, it might be good. And for 2K22, I just posted a tweet with a screenshot, a close-up of uh, 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 a render 
in game and uh ooh, oh boy oh boy See, this, this is this is the part with the gaming thing that this this is my own little my own little thing i there's a word for it. i gripe about it is how for all of you at home now the new american sign language for gripe is a seat on the toilet okay gripe yes a gripe with uh the, the whole gaming thing is if you're if you're one of those not yearly but a series type of game if you're a series game and you know that you're going to be putting out a new one for example they'll use wwe or assassin's creed for example now we know that there's going to be another one after valhalla which this is where other companies should kind of take that lead that what they're doing now is there's going to be another assassin's creed like always we don't know when just yet so until then here are game updates and little pieces of extra content so that you can replay those games or continue on those games to keep your interest in these games while you wait and that's what a lot of games do not do like okay 2k 20 broken oh god horrible we know it's still but broken it, they never fixed it exactly that but, they ju- that they junked it all to make a whole new one but, yeah yeah and this is my point we all knew 2k22 was going to be coming out so maybe you still should have put out updates you still should have put out patches kept yeah. the creator the community creator thing going restore some to, faith to the fans to, yeah restore some faith to the fans but also to keep it going so that people will slowly start to get excited for the anticipation of the next round you know like that that and again this only qualifies for like gaming series is you know like for example if they one day who knows one day they decide they were going to make a red dead three that's when you decide hey you still own red dead two we're going to put out a little dlc that's random but it gets you into playing it again catch back up get interested in the series again i mean gta fucking does it oh yeah people are still waiting on the next one they're still pumping out stuff for that but exactly that's what i mean they're still they're keeping it alive. They do it. Uh, same thing with um, Elder Scrolls. Yeah. El- everybody's waiting on the next Elder Scrolls. But here's another thing for that. To the point where now they're sick of it. They're like, you pumped out so much. Can we get the new one now? But the point is, is they keep it going. Yeah. But that, again, my own little gripe. All right. American Sign Language for gripe. Right. All right. You all right there, Dan? Just trying. I'm reading about more Brian Kendrick stuff. The Brian Kendrick. All right. Well, let, let, let's just put it this way. Everybody's an asshole. Done. There you go. Period. All right. And in my final news bits, of course, we had <laughs> Royal Rumble this past weekend. Yeah. <laughs> the picture. Oh, wow. The pictures I sent. Yeah. Yeah, that's Shawn Michaels. Yeah, pay for that, idiots. That's showing my oh that one is oh okay look at the female the Beth Phoenix yeah that's Beth that's Beth Phoenix yeah you could have fooled me well no it does nevertheless okay moving on to Royal Rumble (laughs) the uh, the uh, kickoff for the road to WrestleMania 
Mm-hmm. So coming out of that, before we get into the debacle of the pay per view, the biggest news bombshell was today of WWE fire Shane McMahon in fallout of the lackluster Royal Rumble beginning to their road to WrestleMania. Now, in the PC version of the story, uh, from various outlets, recent recently surfaced suggesting McMahon talking Shane here was on the outs with WWE creative team following his return at the Royal Rumble pay per view on January 29th where he was instrumental in the last-minute plans to the men's over-the-top rope battle royal match. His departure from the company was confirmed by Wrestling Observer Newsletter's Dave Meltzer. Now, this was quoted from somebody else in a little bit more of a non-professional context. Um, Vince had no choice. Shane created chaos, had everyone in an uproar, pissed off everyone in Rumble, uh, openly buried other producers, and was changing things that Vince wanted. Vince had no other choice but to send him home, uh, a WWE source said. Now, she made a good point, and I agree with her. Let's face the fact right now. We've mentioned them all the time, but let's face the fact. The product itself is shit right now. Yeah, Vince had a choice. And Shane probably came in and said, this is shit. And nobody else is going to say it to my father, but I will. This is shit. And this is what we're doing because apparently there was supposed to be a different Royal Rumble winner that nobody saw coming that they actually should have went with. Uh, guys were apparently extremely confused because they kept changing things around when they were going out to the point where people were confused when they were supposed to be eliminated. It was mass confusion in the men's rumble uh, and everything like that. And then all of course, you know, you talked about this quote, quote, forbidden dork. It was like, there was no surprises whatsoever the women's surprises were the same ones we got. Women's Rumble was shit. Yeah, the Women's Rumble was garbage. She's like, she sat here going, what is this? You know, uh, Ivory had the best moment of the entire Women's Royal Rumble. She made the most of her, like, one or two minutes. such as, And it was the best one or two minutes of the Rumble. I, Ivory, hands down, had the best one or two minutes. And she was 60. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Mickey had the best pop, obviously, and everything like that. But like, but the Shane McMahon thing was definitely shocking. It was like, wow. So it's like, don't cross the boss legit, I guess, huh? Like, boss needs like, to go home. And, and, and then on top of that, there's been talks of this, like, no plan of bringing Triple H back whatsoever for anything and totally just knocking everything out that he's done. Mm-hmm. And everything, but uh, yeah, the Shane McMahon thing. What do you guys? I mean, like that. That now that's a. And again, what you have to realize: this is not one of those. You know, um, we wish him well on his future endeavors. They said, "Do yeah." This is not a. This is not a contract that he's been let out of. This is not a release, whatever like that. We're talking about an individual that worked for the company, a family company, that is now outed. So, like. Thoughts on this? I mean, like, Shane was obviously gone for a really long time, doing other business and doing it well. One. Two, Shane is in a better shape than a lot of the guys there, which has blatantly been shown and everything like that. So it's like, does he go back into, like, just his business obscurity, or does he decide to shake things up someplace else? This is the one one time I'm going to say this immediately about somebody released from the WWE. Again, you can't use the term release. This this is an actual firing. From all right, company. firing. My all right, been been fired, sent home, laid off. He's gone. This is the one time I'm going to say this. Shane 
please go to AEW. Please, I'm begging you. Well, they got to start some sort of some sort of order over there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but you know what? Hire McMahon and hire the younger one. For Christ's sake, Vince needs to go home. I'm so tired of debating it. Uh, I, 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 I'm so tired of acknowledging the greatness. I'm so fucking tired between the Flyers. No, again, and- you got to. It's not just him. No, I know again, that. There's talks of him. We mentioned this last time. There's talks of him passing it on to somebody that is not a wrestling fan that is about the business aspect of it, which let is me, why a lot of people that shouldn't be gone are gone. D- let me let me finish. Vince needs to go home. I'm so t- again, I'm so tired of hanging on to the old days and and fucking up the new days. Those times are over. Thank you very much. Go home. It should have been Triple H. I don't give a shit what happened in the 90s, what happened with China. That is all a separate conversation. That dude was running the best wrestling show on TV, period, hands down. Regardless of the ratings, absolutely. Very little debate in that. Regardless of the ratings, NXT was 15 miles ahead of AEW and about 50 miles away from most Rawls and SmackDowns. Somebody didn't like that and used that excuse when he had medical issues, as Danny just said in the chat, medical issues, and sent his ass home. And that is going to come back very possibly to bite WWE in the ass. Vince is not the same Vince that he was uh, 20 years ago, 25 years ago during the Monday Night War. Nick, Nick. Plastic surgery, not the wazoo. Well, I'm talking about physically and brain. Mm-hmm. It's not there anymore. I'm not saying he's going see now. It's not the same Vince. He's 25 years older. Nick Khan, if he does what I think he's going to do and they don't sell, I will say they'll be gone soon. No, they're going to sell because they've already worked out. A, uh, they better goddamn they, sell. They've worked out an international Disney deal. Someplace else, I forgot. Oh where, yeah, in uh, um, is it Portugal? No, no. The point is, is they've already done something with Disney. Yeah, but that's just distribution for the WWE network. Point is, it's Disney's been on the that list. That's fine, but my point is, is they need to sell because this ain't working. The shows are bad. I can't defend any of this. I didn't have as many problems with the Royal Rumble as others did. Uh, but I mean, the women's one was atrocious. The women's one was absolutely atrocious. See, I got the opposite. I liked the women's rumble. And then halfway through the show, I went to play Fortnite and put it on the computer because I was disinterested in it. Um, I was actually dumbfounded when I got lost in the moment when hardcore country started playing and Mickey James came out with the impact title. I was like, well, shit on me. They're really going for it. And then, and then the rest of the show was like, all right. I, I don't know. I, and I, apparently, I, I don't know. Brock anymore, going man. over wasn't the plan. Apparently, the plan was actually, which would have shocked the crowd, which you need. It would have shocked the crowd and a new face. Supposedly, it was actually Riddle that was supposed to go over, get the strap to, to build up for him and Orton for Mania. And I did. I would have, that would have turned me off more to the product than mm-hmm. I already did. Riddle is not the future of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riddle's a fucking asshole. 
and neither is putting another, giving Randy Orton another title shot. I'm so fucking tired. Hold on. I'm going to waddle back over here. <laughs> I am so fucking tired. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. I'm exhausted with it of terrible people being given the fucking push. Fuck Matt Riddle up his fucking ass. And you can tell him I fucking said so. And he won't do fucking shit about it, but delete his fucking Twitter tweets. Fucking asshole. Fuck! Sorry. Okay? Reform. Fuck! God damn it! Why why is bad behavior and being shitty to other people still applauded and awarded in 2022? I'm not talking about cancel him and COVID. Fuck him. Do what he did at Triple H. Have him be the mid-card. Have him open. Wrestle his little fucking bootless fucking matches at the beginning of the fucking hour and get the fuck out of my way. I'm so fucking tired of Sammy Callahan and Matt Riddle and fucking Joey Ryan and fucking Jay Lethal and all these motherfuckers getting TV. Get the fuck out of the business. God damn it. Sorry. I'm done. Okay. Craig, <laughs> you don't care to follow up? <laughs> I can't follow that. Um, if, uh, if, Shane, if Shane McMahon is gone, then um, obviously for, for, for good reason. You know, we've seen the wheels have been coming off this product for, you know, for nearly two years now. We see how NXT has been completely gutted and everything that Triple H has built up um, has yeah. been taken away piece by piece. And when you have guys, long-term guys uh, that have been with the company, like um, Scotty Tuhati and um, saying voluntarily wanting to leave, and guys like Ali, um, who get get into arguments with Vince because he didn't want to do whatever they had wanted him to do, which which if he said no and put his foot down, so yeah. you know it was going to be offensive and and just something he said I'm I'm not doing it and he asked for his release. Now they're not going to give it to him because that would set a dangerous precedent. We'll see if this guy wants to go. What's to stop anyone else who wants to go? Which is funny though because then Kendrick just not too long ago asked for his and got it. And then the funny thing it was supposed to debut tonight and well yeah yeah. But you see, but but you see the people trying to jump off the Titanic now, and that's something that would have been unheard of, you know, five years ago. Why would you want to leave the most popular wrestling company uh, in the world when there's virtually no other uh, spots where you can go where you can get a this kind of exposure and be this kind of money? Well, now that there is, um, it's not that big. It's not that big a shock that people want to leave. But the fact, yeah, but that- see now on the opposite end of that though, like now. Day oneers from AEW, as we mentioned, are starting to feel the effects now. Yeah, all these well, people, and then now day oneers are who were there from the get go are in the same. They're like, dude, we've been here since day one, and then you're just grabbing everybody that like comes yeah. out of there. We're not on TV, and some of us are even now. It obviously seems on our way out. Well, the thing about AEW is, and why I don't have a whole lot of confidence with them is because they've been the WWE is going out of their way to to shoot themselves in the foot and they're just handing AEW the victory by giving them practically all these great wrestlers. The problem with AEW is is Tony Khan's in charge. And they're, and they're doing it, but now they're shooting themselves in the foot. 
because they're pushing the wrong guys. And why would it, uh, why would the best team in wrestling FTR not be on TV for months, but fucking Danny Garcia and 2.0 is on every goddamn week. Danny Garcia has been in more main event matches than FDR has than, uh, than, than Kyle O'Reilly. And you get, you get the undisputed era, the best faction in the, in the business for the last three years, you get three quarters of them on your show and you fucking bury them. And you have Adam Cole losing to fucking orange Cassidy. That's one of the originals that, that Tony, because Tony Khan likes him because that's his favorite wrestler who dressed up. He dressed up like him for Halloween. But why would you put him over, over Adam Cole? And a, a guy that you people have been begging to see and begging to reunite with the Undisputed Era. And now he, he, they're, now they're all flunkies. So AEW has that. So I can understand why the AEW originals would be sweating because now here's some guys that actually know what the hell they're doing. Talented wrestlers with, you know, experience. And know how to get themselves over, but and then it, and then there's talks of them bringing in Regal to work. Yeah, behind well, the seat. well, thing is, if if Tony Khan would ever let somebody else run, I mean, I applaud Punk and Danielson because they did what Adam Cole didn't, which was cherry pick their own opponents and put themselves in the in the main event spot. Something that Cole should have done the when the minute he was said. You know, I want you to work with Orange Cassidy and pal around with the Young Bucks. He should have said, fuck you. I'm Adam Cole. I've got a name. I've got a reputation. Put me in main event spots. But he didn't do that. And now he now he's being buried. If if Khan would allow someone like Regal or Road Dog to come in and accentuate the guys that that know what they're doing. Get rid of not get rid of the AEW originals, but you look at the AEW originals, Damien, and there's like maybe five of them that are, are really actually worth something. Your Ricky Starks, your Powerhouse Hobbs, um, even someone like like Kazarian, uh, Jungle and, Boy, Jungle Boy it could be your future. Get rid of Luchasaurus, but Jungle Boy is a guy that you could work that again. I, I can name on, on one hand Starks, Hobbs, Jungle Boy. Maybe Sammy Guevara and MJF. That's it. That's you get those five guys from your AEW originals. Get rid of everyone else. Put them on YouTube and bring the guys in that know what the hell they're doing. The, give the, the push to the O'Reilly's and the Fishes. Hmm. Build Adam Cole back if that's even possible right now after losing our county. Now, getting back to the beginning of this thing, do you see them making a play? For Shane, I mean, it's not like Shane needs it. No, he doesn't. But he doesn't course, need it at all. I mean, Shane spent what was it? How many years he spent away? Was it almost twenty? Yeah. It was like almost. He was gone. And like, yeah. What the the danger with Shane is? He was gone. But remember how great it was when he came back. But then when he was back every week, we the the pops weren't as loud because we've seen it. Okay. Yeah. No, but I, mean, I don't mean so much from a, 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 a an on-screen standpoint. I more so mean from a back screen because he, he's yeah. coming like, all right, this is the way in the best of times it was done over there. I've got the trade secrets and the playbook. Exactly. I was there. Yes. You know? if, if Now, obviously, Tony Khan would be very smart to reach out to Shane. And like you said, Shane doesn't need it. Shane could walk off in the sense that he's done it before. Yeah, he could and, please dude, I don't need this. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with the wrestling business for like what you said, almost 20 years. 
So, but I, I think Tony Khan would be smart to reach out to him. He, he shouldn't just let a, a Shane McMahon is out there because here's a guy that you can just bring in on his name alone. Yeah, and, and, and on top of that, like, so, and then, you know, is there the possibility of Shane saying yes to like, all right, well, dad wants to screw me and screw the business. Well, I'm going to screw dad and I'm going to go over. We're going to, we're going to have art imitate life for a second. You know, when they did the whole simultaneous cast. Yeah. It'll basically literally be art imitating life. It's like, all right, dad, we're going to play this one out for real now. Yeah. If, he, if, if Shane did to the WCW, if Shane can go to AEW and do exactly what he did there and do it right, that would be something. Go ahead, Dan. What is Triple H's uh, st- uh, contractual status with the company? Do we know? Nobody Not knows. contractual, um, you know. Court, His status you know. in general. Yeah, yeah. Nobody even knows. I don't even because, be- because if I'm Cody, I go after Triple H. Yeah, yeah. but Cody's done so much shit talking on him Who gives already? a shit? That is, yeah. Come on, Damien. It's right. Not, not. I don't mean fuck you, Damien. I'm like, it's wrestling. Who cares? No, yeah, you <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Damien. Fuck you. Shut up. I'm Why? right. No, no, Why? no, no. I, what I mean is, it's wrestling. I'm sorry. It's all business. I gotta take a shit. No, um, <laughs> it's all business. I did this. You did this. Fuck it. Yeah. I, I would never say never in wrestling. It lasts about seven and a half years. Ten. Years. That's true. So I mean, they said they'd never bring the warrior back, and they brought the warrior back twice. They wow. said Bret Hart would. Bret Hart will never go back into a WWE ring again. There's Bret Hart beating the shit out of McMahon by that WrestleMania, which was awesome. and a Hall of Fame induction, and yeah, 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 and a great DVD, which I watch once a year. Um, CM Punk will never wrestle again. Yeah, that's true. I see what you're saying. So Honestly, what I'm, I mean, what I'm, I'm saying I, is, is I, I don't I, care. Cody could take a sledgehammer to that chair all he wants. Who cares? It's wrestling. It's war. This is war. This peacock can't have a, a casually without breaking some eggs. Every cook will tell you that. Well, look what happened to the cook. Um, I've said this. I've said. I've been saying this for the last few months. Guys, thank you. I said this for the last few months. Honestly, if they were able to afford it, if Triple H and Sean decided, you know what? We're going to pull, they would put everybody out of business. If Sean and Triple H said, we're going to do our own thing, they would kill everybody. Whatever our past thoughts about Triple H and Sean, Triple H, again, I want to reiterate, was running the best show. He's a true student of the game. I mean, no pun intended. But, like, again, the talent he was bringing in just goes to show you that. He wasn't stuck in the one proverbial bubble. He was looking at New Japan and Mexico and the female wrestlers in Japan. Like he will eat everything. Yeah, everything. You European. Took, everything. You took Joe Casey and you're doing. But it was it was Can, Triple H, yeah, who brought in Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka and brought guys from the Indies like Adam Cole and O'Reilly and, and Roddy. Nobody here knows Cole. Adam Cole. Though. Yeah, and he put the Keith Lee and put them in the best positions to be, you know, incredible workers and made NXT, you know, the best wrestling organization in in the United States because, like you said, Damien, he's been in the ring. He knows what you know how to best accentuate the. But I, he he paid his dues. Like if you follow yes. Triple H, wasn't a 
guy that they brought in and put in developmental. No, he was a killer Kowalski guy that rode the Indies who exactly. tag team with Perry Saturn all yeah. over New England and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, he and was terror- paid his dues. Yes, he was terrorizing. So he knows <laughs> the guys that were, you know, Forget that worked the guys that can work. And he put him in the best position. He knew that Adam Cole was never going to be a main event at WrestleMania, but he would be your main event superstar in NXT because mm-hmm. he knew how to use a guy like Cole. And then also, I think what, what started like this ignition too was when Triple H had said it was after shortly after I think he had signed Cedric uh-huh. and, and everything. He had said, he goes, he goes, I'm lining up the company with my soldiers for the future. Yeah. And I think that's what started it. And nobody took him seriously till NXT really picked up steam. And then when he got Sean by his side, forget about it. It was just like, and again, who cares about what the ratings say? The show, the talent was the best product out there bar none. Yeah. Period. Yes. So, uh, yeah, with Shane gone, it's going to be um, very, very interesting. As long as the... As long Even as Stephanie w- right now is not anything. Yeah. And, yeah. and the funny thing is every a lot of people have said Stephanie is the better brain out of the two of them in terms of things. Okay, well, she better step in there and fuck it. It doesn't look like she's going to get that shot either, though. Great. Awesome. Nick again, it, it looks like that Vince is pushing it off to, to Khan. Yeah. Um, I just can't believe Vince would do all of that for all those years and just go. Yeah, well, he's um, he's not the, the guy he used to be. And, and as far as the Royal Rumble goes, um, I think the women's match with it, it. If anything, the women's Rumble just exposed that Ronda Rousey should not have been in there as long as she should have. She should have been number twenty nine or thirty for the the fact that she came in at eight, sixteen, seventeen. She was in way too long, and it kind of exposed her being not as skilled as she once was, maybe because she'd been away for so long, or maybe because she's not, that was her first rumble, so I'll, I'll give her that, but that uh, she should not have been um, in there that long. Uh, also, the worst kept secret, because it was, even though a lot of people already knew she was going to be there, and when she came out, it was a big deal. Um, still, they dropped the ball, that should have been Rhea Ripley. But the also, fact- again, you know, a lot of the a lot of the quote-unquote surprises were like, okay, we, like she and I were sitting here, Mm-hmm. What happened to Bailey? What happened to Oscar? There was rumors, you know. What they, they're slated to make a return. The two women wrestlers that literally held that shit down during the pandemic for each brand, yeah. due to return from injury and nothing. Neither one of them. That was a, yeah. that was my biggest disappointment. Other than yeah. Rhea Ripley not winning, Oscar uh, and Bailey not being yeah. there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I paid more attention obviously to women's rumble. Yeah. But like. The, that was disappointing. It was. The- I had zero investment in the men's Royal Rumble because I knew everybody that was going to be there and I knew who was going to win. I honestly knew that Ronda was going to be there, but I really wasn't sure about her winning. I guess I'm an idiot for that. But there was still enough intrigue to keep me involved in the Rumble. And like I said, once the women's Rumble was over, I was kind of like, well, yeah, yeah. My, my, my other issues with the women's brother Rumble are like minute on my end, but, like, huge as far as, like, the grand scheme of things. Sure. Like, y'all throw around that word legend around way too fucking much. Summer Rae is not a legend. 
Kelly Kelly is not a legend. Thank you very much. Alicia Fox, yeah, she was one of the first women on roster to get tenure. And not only that, but she was one of the first women of color to get as much accolades as she has had with that company. You brought in fucking Cameron, who nobody remembers, and who, in the grand scheme of things, yes, we get it. It was for that whole story with Sonya and Naomi, but that's something you should have contextualized a little bit, you know, on TV before pushing it out there because people in that crowd that are younger than what had no fucking clue going on no idea who this bitch is okay and and i might be in the the minority when i say this but i'm that bitch mickey james is a hypocrite why i love that she was there it was awesome for her as a person She's one of the first to do what she did in being in the Rumble while being the TNA champion. Da, 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 da. But my, never say never in Money Talks. She talked so much shit when she got released. Uh-huh. So much shit over that trash bag issue. She went on so many podcasts. She was all over social media just fucking shitting on it and shitting on the company. And hey, you want to be in the Rumble? Sure. I mean, they offered the Iconics a spot. The Iconics have been mum since they were fired, and they even said no. Wow. And it's like... Even Jeff Hardy turned them down. Again, it just... Oh, they fucked that whole Jeff Hardy thing up. Let let, let her finish. Sorry. Yeah, again, it was... uh, I I love Mickey James. We technically know Mickey James. We've known her since Alexis Lurie. The shit she's done over her course for her career is amazing. The fact that, again, she's the Impact Women's Champ, and she did the WWE World Rumble... Cool. As the impact champion. As the impact champion. Her 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 name, her gimmick, everything. Cool. Something really cool to add to your resume. If that's even a thing in wrestling, because it's not. But again, it, it was kind of like dude, bit hypocritical. Again, I think I'm the minority in this feeling of it. Are you it, right? But if you're gonna sit here and say this and say that. Stick to your fucking guns. Yeah, I didn't know she she badmouthed the company. Obviously, she wasn't treated very well on her way out, but I hadn't heard her uh, blast the company like that. And, and if she had, um, obviously, they, they made it up to her in some way, in some form of apology yeah. that was acceptable to her to, yeah, to just... make her say yes. But yeah, I understand. You know, I but, I, yeah. but, you know, I mean, kudos to, like, Jeff Hardy in the same aspect. Like, Jeff Hardy... You know, pretty much almost got embarrassed in the way it was released. And all he said was, I'm not taking your Hall of Fame thing. I'm not taking your contract back. But what I do want is my test results that you guys had me take. And, oh, look, they came back negative. Which is why you guys are so quick to try to fix the situation and everything like that. You know, it's it's a mess. Elliot, and it was that other news, really quick tidbit. Of uh, Vince totally being done with Finn Balor now, like wow, what happened? Uh, Vince completely, completely put it out. A couple of, during the month, uh, he's like, "I'm done with Finn Balor. We're no longer pushing him. We're just putting him on TV now to put over other people." Why? That he's done with him. That he's done with him. And but, but why is he done with him though? What did he do? Because he feels like he, you know. He's just over it. He's he's over it. I'm he's over it. He's he's useless and da, da da da. When it's actually like, dude, you missed a you missed a huge and Finn's still young. 
Yeah. Sid's still got a lot of miles in him. And, and that was a guy that Triple H actively recruited to come here when he was Prince Devin because he flew to Japan to see him. Yeah, and, and, to bring him, but, yeah, and it went back to NXT and did great things like all over again, evolved himself. And he didn't actually even want to come back up. But no, Vince said he's done with Finn Balor. He's done pushing with him. Now he's just there to put over guys. Ridiculous. He's lost the plot. Yeah, it's uh, the, yeah, that's the, the company's dead. If, if we're still talking about them a year from now or by the end of this year, then... You know, something that has has had to have gone incredibly right for them. To I mean, the one thing I've, I I will say this: like Roman's run right now is incredible. Roman's doing yeah. great with that thing, fantastic. Yeah. I like the new Brock Lesnar. The new Brock Lesnar is entertaining. He's got a personality. He's funny and anything like that. But he's still, you know, well, that's great. The rest of the two and four hours and forty five minutes suck ass. That's wonderful. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you've like, already you I, dropped the ball and burned Rhea Ripley. You've already screwed up Rhea Ripley. You know, yeah. Sasha's back for the umpteenth time after losing her smile or whatever the hell her problem was this time. You know, this great legacy that she is, and she's not that great. I've seen. Sorry, folks, excuse I, me. I'll tell you, she's not that good. Um, and anything like that. But, you know, you burned Rhea Ripley. Hopefully they don't mess up things with Bianca Belair. You know, Bianca is, you know. She's an African-American. They will. They'll screw it up. But anyway, given a lackluster, but again, you know, again, point in hand is, does Shane walk away completely now, or does he stick it to dad? No, I would absolutely stick it to dad. I hope he sticks it to dad. What do you think? Does he walk away or stick it to dad? If he's going to stick it to dad, I hope he does it elsewhere than where everybody wants it to be. Okay. I mean, there shouldn't, just be, there shouldn't just be a big two. Mm-hmm. There should be more than two. Okay, but starting a new wrestling company got to be. We used to have WWE, WCW, ECW. I, I, yeah, but but if he goes to the Ring of Honor or Impact, it doesn't have the impact it would. I don't see him going Impact. I don't see him going impact thing. Or do something else. It's just. Oh, buy Ring of Honor. It doesn't have to be just two. Get, get his brother in law and they do their own thing. Buy, buy Ring of Honor, get Triple H, buy Ring of Honor, get it off the Sinclair Networks. There, I solved it. Ta-da. Danny said the same thing. Ring of Honor. That's what I said. Congratulations. It was your idea. <laughs> I, what do I know? I'm not a free thinker. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is my nerd news for the week, or for the month, for the, the whatever. Year. The year, thus far. <laughs> But uh, yeah, talk about a, a banger of a final topic that came out only a few hours before we came to do this. I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. wrestling, please never change. You never <laughs> That's will. That's one that so. does need to go backwards. That's one. Like, keep like the, 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 the you know, the stuff that did evolve, but bring back, you know, again, it's like, it's like they say, it's like, keep, keep, not trying keep, to reinvent the wheel. Keep the evolving that you've done in the ring as far as, uh, who gets time and who is wrestling on the main event, but go back to the way it used to book uh, and, and, and not this way, Vince, Jesus Christ. Can. And I, and when I say Vince, I mean, WWE, cause he is the figurehead of the WWE. Yeah, well, what, why is the, the, we're not going to see anything different happen. It's because just what he's doing with NXT, it just, 
who we look into the future. He's not, he's not interested in wrestlers. He's interested in television stars, people that want to be on reality TV. People well, it's, that, like, it's like that, uh, that, that next in line thing that they started with the colleges. Yeah. Uh, he, he, people that have never wrestled a day in their lives. Or even had an interest. Yes. You, you, you pick you hire a guy from Cirque du Soleil and call him Reggie and you you make him a champion or you any woman who was is that the, is that the real story behind him? He he yes, he was in Cirque du Soleil. And that was just he's an yes, he's he's a professional circus acrobat. He trained in gymnastics for, for 12 years. He's never wrestled a day in his life. He's never been a wrestling fan a day in his life. Wow. I didn't, know, see, I didn't know. Yeah, well, that's who that's who Vince wants. Good. I just want to reiterate what I said on HIAC, the last HIAC talk radio. If you don't believe in Keith Lee, you're a fucking moron. Yeah, that's my sign off this week. Anyway, all right. Well, folks, as I said, that's our nerd news for the month. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. <laughs> Fired me the fuck up. I know. You had to take a moment, I saw. Yeah, we might want to re- refrain from wrestling talk like, at this rate. Dan needed a moment. We need happiness. No, no, I'm good. I just... I'm, yeah. Bill Collins' gift. Bill Collins' gift. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Happy belated right box. No, I legit sent him a Phil Collins No, no, gift. she sent me oh. She sent me a gift of Land of Confusion of Phil Collins and I was a, uh, ask Dan about dodging. Uh, dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Oh, no, 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 no. We can we can talk about wrestling because I, I I love I do like wrestling. But when you're bringing up yeah people that I well, strongly quick, feel- quick side note though from that weekend did anybody else see the Brock Lesnar hanging out with Jackass crew? Yeah, Brock he's Ron? body slammed Wee Man into a table, broke a couple Which, of like glasses. completed break Wee Man like horribly bounced. It was and they had a blast. Hey, Lisa, at least he warned him. And Knoxville did pretty good in the Rumble too. That's no, Knoxville crazy. wasn't bad. And listen, oh, I, and I know how- AJ laid into him. AJ laid into him so bad. Uh, I, I know how you feel about Bad Bunny, Craig, but I do want to say that wasn't too bad either. I was impressed. Yeah, the flying fuck. Why were they in the match in the Bad first Bunny sends sells millions of records, and they're trying to get kids to watch. That's why he was in. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> you yelled at me. I yelled at you. That's it. That's going to be on that. Why are you yelling at me? To be professional wrestlers. Why are you letting any fucking celebrity just walk in the ring and compete with professional wrestlers? It's not a fucking variety show. It's not a t- it's not a reality TV show. Well, I'm I'm sorry Screech is dead because I'm sure he would have been in there. Oh, but Andy Kaufman was a great fucking <laughs> athlete. Oh, wait, he's a fucking skinny string bean that drew the biggest fucking angle in history. But if it was stupid, we'd be talking about how shitty it is. That's my counterpoint. <laughs> no, it was. I don't. I don't want to comment about how good Bad Bunny was or how good Johnny Knox was. He did. You just. You just it's commented. A, it sucked. A fucking insult. It. It's insulting to any professional wrestling fan that those two fuckheads were even in there in the first place. 
It makes professional wrestling look like a fucking joke. It makes professional wrestlers, real athletes, look like a fucking joke. And I don't think, and I, I, I hate the whole thing. I hate the whole. It is a joke. Have you seen? What did we just talk about the last hour? Wrestling is a fucking joke right now. I can actually agree with Craig on this one because at first of all, I was like, "All right, yeah, this is all right. This is cool. It's funny." That's something that could have been done on a Raw or a SmackDown or even on a pre-show. That did take two spots away from guys on the roster. So you know what? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Because because it was mentioned that Cesaro and Balor weren't even used for the Rumble. No, I I I definitely get it. Because at first it's like, oh, this is funny. Oh, you know this dude. But you know what? That could have been safe for something. Yeah, it's true. True. You're right. Right. Fucking sucks. Not happy. Do we have anything else, Damien? Was that it? It's hot in here. Go take off all your clothes. I am. I'm gonna take my- and then we and set back everything that Frost was fighting for. <laughs> exactly. You know what? I'm willing to take that chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, I redact everything I said early. Redact it. Redact it. Uh, well, our first one of the year, and what a spirited um, conversation we've had. Last one ever. Fuck you guys. No, told you was gonna be heavy. <laughs> laughed we talked we yelled we screamed we We ignored we ignored the batman because we're not going to talk about it so we all see it just to piss off badass move on quick before she yells at me we and we and we drank uh and with that um i did drink a lot by the old clock on the oven that um we are done uh for the month not well not for the year just for uh this particular uh, day and time um, before we leave you and uh, depart this uh, social media coil. Damien, why don't you tell people where they can find you? All right. Well, you can find me on Instagram at dvargus802. As mentioned so many lovingly times by Craig, I am also a karate instructor. Uh, you can follow uh, and get more information about the karate schools on u.s dot underscore Shotokai on Instagram or Facebook.com just search for US Shotokai Karate. And you can fi- follow the follow follow support the school or even come on down. Give us a visit. First lesson is always 100 percent free. You gotta pay for the rest like a good drug dealer. Thank you, Damien. Um Veronica Vargas, if I can call you that, um I'm using your government name because I'm here to sell you. And then why don't you sell us on your magnum opus that is your life hi i'm foxy foxy and i have a headache you can find me all on (laughs) at viva foxy foxy on facebook twitter instagram tiktok what have you uh yes i am still in the process of editing my wrestling memoir slash autobiography slash whatever these booksellers call it these days call tell me who i'm supposed to be which is all about my time in wrestling and all of drama we actually talked about tonight and then some oh yeah and how come taylor swift songs resonate with me so much because of those times and i wait to hear that part of the book and uh about in the chapter about your your pinky toe uh in the meantime Dan, god damn it <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for the blu-ray uh dan hey, you got me Follow me at Dan Lloyd E3. Wow. Uh, shorten it up next time. Um, 
folks, thank you for listening uh, and for watching us in our various forms of undress. Uh, we will see you again um, when it's that time of the month. And you'll know, you'll feel it in your downstairs when it's that time of the month again. But until then, in the meantime, in between time, my name is Craig. That's Damien. That's, that's Foxy Foxy. And that's the long-haired weirdo, Dan Calachico. This is Amber, and we are Nerd Herders. Bye, everyone, and don't fuck. Uh...